Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka, and with me today, I have Lisa Caprelli. Thanks so much for being here, Lisa. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Damon, for having me on your wonderful show. Oh, awesome. Awesome we can have you have you here today because, uh, I mean, your story is really cool, and the fact that you're helping inspire children to read and be more confident about themselves. I just, I just want to get into that as soon as we can and, and let you share your story. So the, um, the interesting part when I look at your background, cause we'll start with your background and, and learn more about that uh, as we, as we go on here. So can, can you share a little bit about your early days in radio and stuff? I mean, cause you got some interesting stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. So I moved to California where I lived, present day 20 years ago i moved here the year of 9-11 who could forget that um yeah. from tech from texas so i was born and raised in texas grew up um a huge part of my life in el paso texas a border town yep. with little little opportunity being hispanic and being from a large family as sometimes hispanics are known for um i grew up with very humble beginnings um so fast forward my way 20 years ago to California, um, I immediately became an entrepreneur had, you know, for me, this part of the country has a, a really amazing entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. And I was able to just connect with the right people and start up different businesses in the early 2000s. Uh, at that time, it was a mortgage and real estate company. And we leveraged the power of radio, radio advertising. Again, back then, there wasn't social media. Yeah. It? yeah. You know, so the way to grow your message and get out there and get big, uh, radio was a medium. And so my partner and I, you know, took the chance on business, which is what you do when you create a business. Yeah. And uh, we immediately um, did very well uh, leveraging the power of radio and messaging. And my background now is 30 years in, in marketing and writing and, and getting people to, um, you know, call to action when you have a business product or service. As you know, that's what you you're there to 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 promote or sell. Yeah. And um so we got to then um, after a few years of advertising on different FM and AM radio stations doing very well as our company was growing so rapidly, um, so grateful um, here in, in California, uh, we were offered a radio show hour to promote and talk about um, how people can save money when it comes to finances, home, which as we know, home is usually a big major purchase for people. Yeah. Yeah. So so we had a... Uh, we started off with our host, uh, Carrie Kasem, who's Casey Kasem's daughter. And at, back then, I didn't know anything about radio or what it meant or how the format was. Yeah. And doing, you know, a lot of fun, for sure. A lot of cool people you meet in media. And so uh, she taught us a lot. And then we taught her a lot. And 
Um, and so from there, um, I, it opened my mind to the, the power of, of, of marketing and promoting and sharing your messages in bigger ways, which would be FM, AM, radio, back then more, social media today. You know, of course, there's television, there's streaming and all kinds of platforms, especially since the pandemic, that many of us can get our message out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is interesting you say because it wasn't that many years ago. When you look at that, you look <laughs> at like 15 years ago, you were still in still in radio and producing radio shows, and now the the radio is still there, but it's much different because of the fact that social media has you know in about that time ago really started. Yeah. 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 And I wrote a book called um, Color Your Message, The Art of Digital Marketing and Social Media um, when things started changing in the 2009, 10, 11, because I knew that social media being technology was going to change the face of business. And I knew that people were going to be uh, dinosaur business dinosaurs if they didn't you know jump on the bandwagon yeah. so i started teaching that and and my clients back then i had different clients and when i had my marketing agency and i had to really teach them why you know what what twitter like it took years before people sometimes got on twitter they thought it was good oh it's going to go away and i'm like it's not going to go away you know technology yeah. is yeah. anything invented after you were born and so i knew that i needed to understand and change with the time, just like many of us had to change with the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is, it, it is, and thinking back to that time, because now we can hardly think about a time before social media. Right, uh, yeah, I mean, you, but, and, you and I are older than Google. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was, uh, yes, I was I was uh, doing a webinar a few, few, well, it's been over a month ago now, and I was explaining that, I was going through it, and and, you know, when you look back at it, it wasn't, it was only about 25 years ago when high speed internet was, I think it was a night mid nineties right. or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, and you think about that and you think about how far we've came uh, from then till now. Right. It's I mean, you insane. think of, you think blockbuster, which was, you know, yeah. everywhere. And then internet flicks just like that, that changed the face of business. And um, again, I always, you know, say what would have happened if, if Blockbuster was a little more innovative saying, what are those guys doing over there? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and look at how since the pandemic, how streaming is just, you know, you cannot have enough content we as consumers. So I, you know, my background being in social psychology, I, I've always been interested in studying, you know, what makes people do things in, in all different target audiences. So I would say that that's been a big competitive advantage of mine, but, but yeah. understanding the psychology of marketing of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is, there is a lot of psychology behind it um, in providing people what they want really right. and, and understanding what that is and looking at it from their viewpoint. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're doing the radio thing and that's, that's working out. And then you're, you're doing the marketing PR and marketing consulting and you're, you're rolling along in radio and <laughs> you decided to write the book. You wrote the book, the color of color, your message. So you're talking about the digital change and, and you're continuing on and you get to what you're working on today. And this is, this is what drew me in when we started talking about having you on the show, because I love kids. If there's anybody that I, that, I mean, I would, it's like I told my wife, if I would have known kids were so much fun, we would have had six of them. Oh, yes. And, and, and you know, the, uh, 
So you you started working with Unicorn Jazz. So let's talk yeah. about that. That's that's like that's, that's like where did that come from? <laughs> I know, you know, it's so part of my world. I I wish I had started Unicorn Jazz twenty some years ago, but it took me all of that to get to where I'm at. Before I quickly started by Unicorn Jazz, um, uh, I went on a two and a half year journey uh, researching and then writing. Um, skip a step which is and this is a journal that accompanies it uh where i interviewed 13 different notable entrepreneur leaders and okay. wanted to to ask them what would you ask your younger self if you could skip steps you know because you know i at, by this time i'm helping different companies and again here is me yeah. a girl a girl they they grew up with you know uh, very poor and yeah. changed my life with their education and, and many people have their stories of growing up with humble beginnings but i i, I started saying well what would i have told my younger self if i could have you know skipped steps and and really learned what i love to do in a faster way and a happier way and so my questions to them were about like what is the meaning of life to you? What makes for happiness? What, yeah. you know, different things. Michael Gerber, uh, six time New York Times uh, bestselling yep. author, Joe Garner, so, some amazing people in here. From doing all this at the end of the book and after two and a half years, which it's 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 a lot of work to publish a book, but I yeah. like to finish what I start. Um, I, it just, I, their common answers were, you know, the meaning of life is to create, it's to have vision, it's to build a team, it's to do what you love, you know, things that, that we kind of, have heard before yeah and and so at that time i was like now i wanted to do what i wanted to do and and create a brand of my own that would be lasting and um and entered uh you know writing children's books and i'm i'm really fast and quick at storytelling a lot of people maybe don't know that about me um because i grew up really shy like unicorn jazz um yeah my only voice was on paper growing up so i spent a lifetime of writing thinking and and um producing fast results when it when it comes to that. So I knew I wanted to make a brand around a unicorn, kind of like there's Hello Kitty, there's Mickey Mouse, there's Unicorn yeah. Jazz. So she has yeah. a musical note for a tail, as you can see. Yeah. And um um I have different I have many books in the series and um being asked to write more when I go and present into schools in you know school assembly style and speak, get to have the honor of speaking to all the children. Um, you know, uh, I, I get to encourage them about the importance of literacy, reading, writing, and really go back into, it's really for me also going back to my seven-year-old South yeah. and someone, someone coming in and inspiring them to show them that you can do anything you want. I'm proof of it. Just like there's many people yeah. proof that you can do and they get really excited about it. And during the pandemic, because I wasn't able to go into schools and my life changed like many, um, yep. I decided to do a show. And because I did have a background in broadcast and, yep. and radio, I, I knew I could do it. There was a lot of challenges, but I figured them out as we all do as business owners. And so I, I got my two um, characters unicorn jazz and Tray a zebra corn um, and created a show called Unicorn Jazz presents the thing I do, which is now on Amazon TV. We have a season coming out this summer. So it's just been a whirlwind of, yes, so much fun, happiness, and uh, a way to inspire others, especially at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's just back up a little bit because when you were writing the, the book about digital marketing, the color your message, and then you wrote skip a step. Now, when you're doing this skip a step, do you think that kind of inspired you to then just go do something that yeah. you really were passionate about and just look at unicorn jazz and go, man, I really want to help children. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know how much fun I was going to have working with children because I, I tell people I'm like Benjamin Button in business. I started with adults. Then I did yeah. skip a step, which has been, you know, for young entrepreneur minds, yeah. you know, and then I'm working with children in elementary and I, and now even babies, cause I have baby board books coming on. I get to write songs now and, and really, you know, created a brand. It wasn't, my goal wasn't to just create books that, that I'm going to say kind of is on the easy side for me. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for my illustrator, Davey Villalobos, who's also from Texas and happens to be my cousin. And his dream was to be an illustrator. So nice. I brought a lot of people along the way and, and, you know, everything, yeah. I, I do with Unicorn Jazz is as a company is teamwork. Like I need an illustrator. I need the professional singers. Yeah. I'm not a singer. I wish I was, but it's, it's also about teaching people that you need a team to grow. So when, for me, I'm the spokesperson and representative of Unicorn Jazz and, and grateful and honored, but there's hundreds of people uh, behind the scenes helping and, and, and pushing me and, and helping to share uh, as Unicorn Jazz has been called uh, a movement really, especially since the pandemic, as I started connecting with people that had time, professional kid actors, Emily Isabel, a Broadway singer, Red Drennan, an actor singer, all kinds of kids that had the time to give their talent. So it's yeah. leveraging the silver lining in the pandemic, is, which is what I did. And now I have all this incredible content going forward that um, is is repurposeful and timeless in a sense. And so even though I took a huge step back, like many of us did in pandemic, the steps forward are, are insurmountable for sure. Oh, yeah. So... You were before the before COVID hit last year. You were doing unicorn jazz in person. You were going to yes. schools. You were speaking and stuff like that. So, so it had to be quite a quite an interruption in your life. I was on a tour to go out to schools all over the country, and I was getting booked very quickly. I, I will say I'm leveraging my background in marketing, so I was able to to do really good pieces promoting it on social media. Yeah. And yeah. and getting on news in different cities and you know place uh, school librarians principals you know they want they wanted me to bring the experience I was giving in making um, education literacy fun with entertainment but of course learning yeah. just like Sesame Street is a lot of yeah. fun but we still learn which I love Sesame Street by the way yeah. and um, so then enter you know March of two thousand you know that last year and I. I think for two weeks I was kind of like numb, like everyone, like what's happening yeah. here and yeah. realizing that the after I knew immediately the aftermath was going to be greater than 9-11 than the recession. I, I, I knew that by studying the pace of business. And rather than I started going into Facebook groups, studying the conversations, you know, the worry that again, overnight everything changed and uh -huh. school, schools being my main, you know, bread and butter into promoting the work I do with children. Um, I, you know, I was hearing from conversations of everyone and I, it, it took me two weeks. And then I said, you know, instead of what can I, can't I do? What can I do? And I said, I need to do a show. And I will tell you that to be, in front of the camera and screen is not my favorite thing. I was the person that put you up there and helped you and yeah. coached you. So to be here, it, it it was a lot of work and and it was not my favorite thing to do. I, I um, in front of a camera with no, you know, you have no energy. Like, you know, we've all learned now to yeah. connect on, on platforms like this. And uh, so, but I still kept going and I, I, you know, would learn along the way. And I had a, a following of people like watching, like, what are you doing with puppets? At first we were using sock puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was just getting people to send in their content via video. I was giving instructions yep. on how to do it. You know, most people have an iPhone. 
thank God for technology again. Yeah. And it's, it was just piecing together what, you know, the, the thing I do show is, is based on my book, the thing I do based on a song, the thing I do. And I, it's been described as a modern day Sesame street where people, kids or adults can send in their content all pieced together into a show. Wow. So, so let's just back up a little bit. Cause there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. I'm writing some notes. I'm doing, trying to keep up with you here a little bit because there's a lot of good stuff. So you, you went from, okay, I'm, I'm on the road. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I've, I've got my road show. You know, we all know that, that routine. You're just like, I'm going from city to city, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you're doing that. And then all of a sudden that's interrupted. And you said, we got to take this virtual Yeah. now. Uh, and so you're, you just, because this is a lot. I'm still trying to understand what you do. Because I know it's I know it's natural to you, but I think to the outsider, this is an <laughs> awful lot because you took what you were doing in person and tried to recreate it online, and you have and and so you were having outside people help you create the content, and you were stitching this together into a virtual show. Yes, and I mean it wasn't you know it was. What was hard was the t- amount of time and work. I-, I was probably working 12 to 16 hours a day yeah. putting out to get my vision. And I'm the kind of person that likes to see things come true. So that's the visionary yeah. in me. And that's what many of the people in- in- that I interviewed did. And so, it- again, a lot of fun laughing uh, along the way. My my son, who's a nurse, he's 30 years old now, and he plays the voice of Ziki. So we figured out how to use platforms like StreamYard that we're on right now yeah. and how to pick catching the people. I made a game show. I just started inventing things that were fun. Yeah. And again, I, I would just put myself in the seven-year-old age space with knowledge. And and I already had a good grasp of technology. And, and that was very helpful. I know how things work. And, and I was behind the scenes directing. I was creating songs because we couldn't use copyrighted yeah. songs. Yeah. So I was asking people, do you have songs? And people were either donating songs. They were wow. good. And then I just started learning and I just hired a singer, songwriter, musician to, I said, can you help me create songs? Teach me how to do it. And, you know, um, on a, on a shoestring budget. So, you know, um, baby Einstein was started on a, out of a woman's garage and it went off to make, you know, millions of dollars. So for me, I was like, well, you know, she did it. I I could figure this out, um, in a different way, a modern way and very, very cost-effective way. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like you're sitting there with millions of dollars just to, you know, in a studio behind you and all these creatives that are around you ready to go. You you started from I'm on the road to I'm I'm doing what I can do in very quickly and just started doing. Yeah, well, and I'm so grateful that I work with some young people on my team, interns, college students that I've trained and and they're ready with me. And so we did switch overnight pretty quickly. And I just started directing, like, this is what you do, outsourcing, which many of us do today in business, you know. Um, I was already working from home for years, so I learned how to work from home. I work with people all over the country, sometimes in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, you know, I... It wasn't hard. It just was time consuming. And yeah. and once I developed a theme and rhythm and, and people started seeing she's really doing this, you know, she went from sock puppets to some some fun puppets, which, you know, we can certainly grow with more as, as we want. But um, the best part of it was working with professional kids. You know, Emily Isabel, she's a Broadway singer that had toured in 93 cities and she just turned 13. I started developing wow. relationships with the parents, typically the moms. 
you have to go to the parents before you talk to the yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I started working when I went with the kids and I started working with even branding them or bringing them with me on the virtual school visits. Cause I, everything, I started going virtual quickly yeah. and I would, so virtual school visits were like a show. They didn't know that they were going to get a five minute mini, the thing I do, uh, uh, video shows where I had all the kids merged together. I like to read because it makes my imagination come alive and it's not me seeing it. It's all these different kids merged yeah. together. So, yeah. so the kids were, and, and schools were blown away because we gave them an experience and teaching and now when i go back to school in person it, it it's you know when people say what's your competitive advantage and as we know in business that's very important is any other children's author doing this i don't know anyone that is i i am actually a, own a, a facebook group of six thousand plus children's authors and illustrators everyone said they they couldn't they just they support what we're doing and I'm grateful to spread the good work and grace of other people. I didn't know that my marketing background would help me that much. I I, I yeah. just took it for granted. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I'm thinking too. Is is by by just you know switching to the virtual as quickly as you did and as effectively as you as you did, you you've now created um, an additional way to be able to reach people and and they know that the virtual experience, while it's not the same as an in-person experience, it might be the appropriate experience for them. So, you know, one of the things that, I, well, in fact, I was on a committee today, we were talking about the, the, the long-term changes in the way that we do business and the way that we yeah. they just do, do things in general. And mm -hmm. I really think that there will be a place for the virtual because you can't be in every school but you can you can certainly have a break in your travel schedule that allows you to hit a whole bunch of schools yeah. in a really quick in an yes. efficient efficient time manner uh, you know one day a week or two days a week oh, and travel the go, rest of the week yeah i could go into my green screen studio and be in new york in one hour the next hour in texas and yeah. i was doing that and whether it was a, a classroom a school when a teacher would reach out to me i would say well how about we just present to your entire school in sessions so i was leading the way it was done as well and they were taking my advice because i knew what i was capable of yeah. and and like you just said i said well you know i could you know like for special days like like read across america which is the week yeah. of typically march 3rd i i'm envisioning i was envisioning that this year because schools now got technology first people have to learn how to use it yeah, you know, yeah. before you you can propose it and i said well next year i could be in multiple schools really around the world and yeah. I, I know it's wow. just co coordination you know yeah, yeah, because because I never even thought about that now because the technology hurdle is over. It's gone. It's it, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in first grade or you're twelfth <laughs> grade. You know, all those kids have have had to overcome that yeah. technology hurdle. So for your from your standpoint, it just allows you to communicate the message and help more people faster. Absolutely, and people still going to want in person because they want live oh, yeah. events, just just like we want to go to live music concerts, right? Yeah. We can listen to on TV and radio, but we want people. So I I know that the future of unicorn jazz and and reaching people is going to be touring the world and the you know the country. I I mean I I know without a doubt. I that was my dream, and I knew I was going to take this pandemic time that we had no clue how long that's going to be, um, to create lots of content and not, you know, I never watched the news. I, I yeah. wasn't, my thing was like, let's be the leaders of happiness for children. Do you want to join me? 
and and people and it really it made people happy to see the results and it it made it helped the children who wanted to do something and and because a lot of yeah. the parents maybe didn't know technology so i was like let me just talk to your child and skipping you know once they trusted me and it got to the point where kids would just start facetiming me and 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 helping them i'm working one-on-one -on -one with kids and i was just happy to you know we wanted human connection during the pandemic so i yeah. was happy to talk to like anyone but of course when it's aligned with the work you're doing that was even better yeah yeah so it's it's an amazing story i mean just when you think about because i i am i'm really boggled because i i myself <laughs> we our, our business was fortunate enough the the impact of covid was minimal but okay. we knew that and then we knew that we had to be more virtual. We started virtual in 2019. So we were that part of it for us was simple. Um, mm -hmm. already going that way. But you know, the the doing live streaming and all that, that that is a result of of COVID and and the outreach and the amount of you know community building that we've been able to do with it is phenomenal. And I can I can envision the, the little bit of work that I've had to do and what we have had to do as a company to put to put what we did in action to actually produce go from where you're at to be producing something that's on Apple TV that's amazing thank you that's, I it, it was a lot of teamwork um, I'm just a spokesperson and and a lot of people believe in the ideas and and you know I've, I've been doing you know producing great content for a while for the different companies and and yeah. the people I've been so a lot of times people are just like anything you're doing we want to be part of you know and granted I, I've made of course made mistakes along the way but um, yeah the, it was really the blessing of technology and uh, and people forced to learn it you know and it helped it was going to help me no matter what it just yeah it, it made it happen faster like you said um but i look forward to the day to going back into schools in the new school year and onwards and um i'm grateful i have a publicist tara you know that you know based on all the good graces we did during the pandemic and 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 going on into pod great podcast platforms like yours magazines and and yeah. sharing and and then really going back to the children um a lot of children they know what green screen is but they want to learn behind the scenes intricacies of things and i'm yeah. able to show them because they're very curious about that and and think about how how rapidly schools now have to teach, have to adapt because the kids are learning faster than than us in some times, right? Yes, yes. And it's funny you say that. I've got a, a friend who's got a son that's 13 that loves filming, loves to do it. And he's since got him the green screen, multiple cameras, and all the all the things that he can do to actually create create shows that he then he then writes and produces and and puts them on youtube and and does that and it's it is Keep encouraging the it Keep oh encouraging. yeah yeah definitely 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 and i've i've I always thought it was super cool because you think about it and when you grew up or even or when i grew up yeah. even more so that was not even a possibility can you there imagine was no it? possibility. I mean, right? it wasn't, wasn't even, I mean, what does it mean in our scope of conceptuality no, no. at that point that, that you would be able to sit at home, produce something like you can produce now with an iPhone and, and then distribute it everywhere. And, and in the matter of minutes, honestly, and to allow the creative nature that, that, and, and to, to develop the creative nature that you can you know, because you, you talk about the kids that you're teaching and, and my friend with his son starting to develop that at that age, by the time you're an adult and into, into the into that part of your life, you mm -hmm. could be 
absolutely phenomenal at it. Oh my God, if someone would have given me all this stuff when I was seven to create yeah. and do, which we didn't have, but yes. Um, so the thing I do, which is my one of my books and the name of the show is does exactly that. It's to inspire people, you know, starting with kids to do their interest. If they like to sing, encourage them to sing. Not everyone is meant to be a doctor, lawyer, things that we're told you should be mm -hmm. because they make a lot of money type thing. Technology is so imperative. You know, we're, I mean, pretty much, you know, kids, grow up with their phones in their pockets, something we didn't do. You know, yeah. you and I, more, you and I are more digital immigrants where the kids yeah. are digital, digital natives. And yeah. so, so if you don't know technology, you're afraid of it. And, and it's just not your favorite thing. It's, you know, you got to get people on your team. that are, I went video editing last year, something I swore I wasn't going to do. Cause again, another creative thing, which I love to create. And I had to, cause I, I didn't have enough people helping me to, I was like waiting for the thing to get edited. So I just, I told my 16 year old, what's some software I need to learn. They got me on software. My 16 year old is actually a YouTuber who started when he was seven. So oh, yeah, wow. the, the apple doesn't fall far as from the tree, I'm told. So, but again, this, when I, I had in, in high school is when I got introduced to computers, to the technology world. I was really excited about it. I didn't know that that's that learning it as much as I can was going to help me. It was almost just like learning how to use, you know, things that we have to use every day. Yeah. Um, so it's important for people that, you know, I say typically are over 30, 40 years old to, to, you know, learn as much as you can. Sometimes it's kind of going to feel like you like going back to school while the kids are in school. This is very common for them. They're just so hungry. They want to learn more. They want to create more. And because of all this, these apps and technology and, and things that we all have the capability of doing, the sky's the limit. You could take lessons on YouTube, to, you know, learn from YouTube today, something you and mm -hmm. I didn't have. So yeah. it's, an it's an exciting time to be alive. It's an exciting time as we are all living longer and longer. As we know, 10,000 people turn 65 each and every day. We're living longer. And so it's it's just a way to, to do more and... Um, you know, with your life and skill set. And I think it's exciting. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's like you said, it's continuing to evolve as we age. I mean, I think that's the cool part about what the, the technology and, and the way that you've utilized it uh, is, is really cool because I see a lot of people in my work in the, in the kind of things that I do when I'm helping people develop their business to the point to where they can sell it and then go on to the next step in their life, whatever it is. I'm seeing a lot of people that are really going back and reinventing themselves and going, okay, now I want to do, I, I did take that path of, of being this kind of business person, but that's not my real passion. Here is my passion and going on and learning something that they always wanted to do and do that. So that's cool. That's cool that you're um, talking about that. So what, what does 2021 look like for you? So school's going to start back up the, the last half of 2021. We all yes. know what the past was, but the last half, I mean, schools are kind of starting back up. So are you going to be back on a more normal travel routine? Or are you going to do something that's a mix of virtual and travel? Or what are you going to do? You know, I, I'm going with the pace of business and what it brings me with the change. Um, for sure, going back into schools in person, I'm already getting requested again, you know, at the mercy of schools and, and everything changes and principles and all those people yeah. that make the decision, school librarians. I'm kind of ready for anything. I, I'm ready to go the route of the media and continue to to create 
great more content for the next season of the thing I do. The the thing I do on well is on um, Amazon TV and Amazon Prime. We have five episodes um, for our season one uh, launching this summer, so we'd love for you all to look for that. Um, but going in person, I'll, I never want to stop doing it. Just with the same way that a singer, you know, go does a tour of, of concerts. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'll tell you, being in front of children and having that privilege and opportunity when I'm live in front, looking them in the eye and connecting, selling books, signing books, which that's just the reward of it all. Um, and is the best days of my lives. And so yeah. as much as I expend a lot of energy sharing messages all day long to the students and, and high energy, high pace, again, I'm the, I was the shy one. And yeah. now I'm, the shyness is gone. Um, and and then telling me I'm shy too, and and just telling them there's nothing wrong with being who you are, you know, and, and embrace that. If I wasn't shy, I wouldn't be a writer today because my yeah. only voice was on paper for a large part of my life. If I was talking, what would I? I wouldn't have been writing. Yes, yes, that's 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 a great way to explain it, and I'm sure the kids can 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 connect with it because it does take it does take the you know in your case a a higher mission almost that that forces you out of your shell but once you get out and you realize this is really what you're passionate about it allows you to just go do something that wasn't normal to you before you have to i mean there's a saying if it's meant to be it's up to me and and you have to get out of your comfort zone that's what life is about and if you believe in what you're doing and you're you're passionate about it you know my my grandmother um only had a fifth grade education um she was forced to quit school because her mother died at a young age. And, and so she always said to us, you know, Lisa, get an education. And I just knew like, I'm going to do what grandma says. I'm going to get an education and learn and learn and learn. So she would be very proud of, of the unicorn jazz and, and the work that's to come um, and the legacy that, you know, one day when I pass on this earth, as we all do, that there's going to be a lot of meaningful work for the generations to come. And, and that's just something that warms my heart and I'll never yeah. stop being happy from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that, that, and I mean, you're, you're positively affecting the next generations and that's really cool. That's it's really cool. Exciting. So with your, with your, um, so you're going to be out to schools and you're, you're going to be working on your next, uh, next books. season. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I mean, I hope to do at least 50 books in the unicorn jazz series. If I'm, I'm blessed um, to live that long and possibly more, get a writing team one day. Um, yeah. Grow. Um, I have, you know, a, a, a social media um, team that I'm growing and, and, you know, it's, it's not, it's nothing I haven't done before as far as, you know, yeah. growing with the pace of business. Um, yeah. It's just for me is is how quickly and how effectively and and smartly you know having the balance of life to get out and do that. But um, I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun and and the people in my life. It, I have a lot of support. And when I go to schools, I magically have people volunteering to help and and part of it. And it's really because of the experience they're getting as well. And and. Yeah. But it, it it did start as a seed, as a concept, as a vision with Unicorn yeah. Jazz when. I, I told my um, illustrator, who's my cousin, you know, what the, and he's, he drew the very first unicorn jazz photos that got texted to me and, and just knowing that we would figure out things along the way, knowing that our books would get better and better. <laughs> and it's, that's what it's been. <laughs> well, it's a cool story. I mean, cause you Thank just think you. about it. It's just, it's just, you were there and you just decided you wanted to do it. 
and and you didn't you know because a lot of people will write a book and they'll go and they'll find a publisher and that publisher will do but you did it yourself and i think that's pretty cool because of the initiative to do it and you involved your family in it and friends and and have been building a team along the way and it is it is this now that we talk about it right now that we've sat here and talked about this I can see how your career up until this, up until this, just prepared you for that. It prepared Wait, you for it. Don't you see that? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you because you can get it now. Because you go okay from radio to marketing <laughs> to writing children's and doing children's stuff, and you're like, how how does that go? But then when you hear you speak about it and you see your enthusiasm on it, it kind of it connects the dots really well. And and people that that hear this will definitely understand why why it makes so much sense for you to be doing what you're doing now. To to do what you love. Everyone should do what they love. Learn multiple things maybe. But yes, and and I just turned 50 this year. But yeah, I'm going to use this show when people say because people that knew me on the business side, they're like, why children's books? You know, what's going yeah. on? Why why that? And and um you know, for many things, it was a way for me to revisit my own childhood and what would be the stories I wanted, um, knowing that I have all this experience and, and going back and putting the books on the shelves. And again, to realize that all my different books, I've written 60 books, 16 books so far and counting, um, six in the children's space, that I, I look at the libraries, I look at, you know, they're in Barnes and Nobles and, and you can ask for them by request or on Amazon, of course. And just to think like they're gonna be there for a long time, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I didn't I didn't know I was gonna do that, but yeah, again, it's been the work and good grace of so many people, the grace of God, and um and you know, practicing what you preach and and uh you know, giving good messages and and backing them up with stories with songs. I mean, it's it's just so much fun. I I I sometimes, if I didn't have to sleep, I would keep creating yeah. more, but you know. Yeah, no doubt. And no doubt. And you can see your passion about, you know, about your a passion about unicorn jazz, a passion about helping children behind that and how that would drive you forward. And, and really when, when, um, like I said, when you hear your background and you understand the business and how it translates into your passion now, you can see how what you learned helped you to really be be successful and focused and, and move forward with, with Unicorn Jazz and, and rolling into the to the the uh, the television series and yeah. and the, the additional books and the virtual yeah. and, and all that. It's so cool. Yeah. And then, you know, children can start, I mean, you could be a, a child and start a business with some help and things like that. And I'm very proud of, of all our unicorn jazz kids that I connect with because I'm going to get to see them grow up. And, you know, me being a visionary, I tell them one day when we go on like shows like Good Morning America Today, Today Show, they're coming with me. Like I'm not doing this alone. And and I, yeah. I get to, to say, look at these kids. And by the way, when they're interviewed, um, um, on shows and and love to invite them to your shows. They're they're really really good to see these little kids that are business minded, performing yeah. and 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 speaking humbly from the heart. Um, it's it's just so much fun because I brought them into a lot of my virtual visits too. And yeah. the kids again, who are kids going to relate to? Kids, puppets. You know, I'm I'm happy to be a teacher in that sense, but I always have to put myself in the of the shoes of a first grader. And it's to the point where any, anytime someone teaches me something new, I say, tell me like I'm a first grader. The same way I have to put my mind into how are they gonna receive the information? And and again, they want it fast paced. And I knew that because my son who has grown up to be a YouTuber, 
he he does these try not to laugh videos there are six seconds and then switches and and he started getting a million views a day years ago and i was like what and like how did you do that and and then i started studying the psychology of why do these young people want something so fast because you know i want it to be longer than six seconds yeah. you know and he merges it together so some of those things i started paying attention to so you have to pay attention to what your target audience how long yeah. they would want it so that's why like the thing i do show it's it's also very fast not six seconds but i don't let you know if there's a message or like our puppet game show it if we record it behind the scenes for 20 minutes i know it's going to be edited down for two minutes you know yeah yeah well, so one thing then, what is the YouTube channel of your sons? I've got to check it out. It's um, it's a try not to laugh trade jam. If you go to t r e y jam dot com, j a m dot com, and that's all he's done. And honestly, like he is so humble. He you don't know he has a YouTube channel until you find out about it. And yeah. uh, you know, for him, it was just it was like it's been a hobby. He just you yeah, know he yeah. wants to grow up and be a doctor, you know, possibly. And I tell him you might do many things. You might. Use yeah. be innovative and, and change you know medicine in in your in your field because um, you know that's that's what the power of technology can do. Yeah. Um, so he's very 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 smart and he knows how to figure things out using Google and YouTube. Really, I mean, he it was to the point where you know him he was in a private school and everyone had uh, tutors and 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 I he said to me, Mom, I don't need a tutor. I just like find them on YouTube. And, he, and I said, well, thank you. Thank you for saving me that money. Yeah, and, yeah. and so, you know, um, there's always a way to figure it out. We, yeah. I really, technology is really just one of our, our best friends. I think that everyone should learn more of. Yep. Yep. It definitely, when you, when you continue to learn, no matter what it is and technology is the discussion right now, but when you just continue to be curious and learn and, and try to, like you said, you said this a, a, a bit ago, what can I do? Not what can't I do? Uh, and, and when you focus on what you can do and then just keep moving down that path, I think people would see, they would, they would find the success like you have, where you just said, I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to keep going and things open up. I keep creating learning. Learning is, is to create and learn things. Um, Michael um, Gerber, um, who, who had to be my first chapter because he's, he was 80 years old when I interview him, interviewed him and he's, he's still alive and always doing interviews and loves getting his messages out. Um, when I asked him, what is the meaning of life? Which was one of my last questions to him. And he's like, why is to create? You know, so yeah. I just was like, bingo, you know, that's what, that's, what's going to be my life too. And awesome. many people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lisa, it's been wonderful talking with you. I, I tell you, it's hearing your background and understanding your business, understanding the story behind unicorn jazz now and what you've done. It, it, it brings the, the picture clarity to the picture. And I am sure that this is going to be popular for years to come because the energy you bring and the passion surely has to connect with the children to, to help them be inspired, to be, to read, to be creative and, and just inspire them to think beyond where they are right now and, and to what they can do and the possibilities of what they can do. Oh, so. there's these children of our future are gonna are just gonna keep growing. <laughs> I could like they're really like that's why I'm like I have to keep learning because they're they're gonna learn faster than us. Yeah, we just have to keep up. 
Thank so, you, David. Yes, it's wonderful having you on today. So if people want to talk to you about coming to your their school or or talk to you, is yeah. LinkedIn a good place to get a hold of you? LinkedIn, you could go to unicornjazz.com. I'm very, very easy good. to find on, on any social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Um, so please connect with me. Um, I look forward um, to the day that Unicorn Jazz is a hustle name. Um, all my books are on YouTube. Um, you could preview them. Their songs are on all music uh, platform. We have nine songs in a children's album out as well. Awesome. And I appreciate the opportunity uh, to connect with your uh, viewers and listeners on your wonderful show. Thank you, Damon. Thanks so much, Lisa. And for everyone else, we will be back again next week. We've got one show next week because our Thursday edition is not going to happen because we're going to celebrate the 4th of July by taking some time off. And awesome seeing the Unicorn Jazz folks here talking to Lisa Caprelli. But stop back again uh, next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And we'll be back again with another interesting person sharing their story about business and life. Thanks.